Hey everybody, I'm Austin Cole. And I'm Mike Flannery. Hey, welcome to the very first episode in our brand new podcast, webcast, whatever you want to call it. It's a brand new series that we're bringing to you. Uh, We know we had a big following with our last series that we were putting out, Money Talks, and we thought it was time just to sort of revamp the podcast, kind of get back to what we actually are trying to accomplish and rebrand it a little bit. So we've got Real Talks now. This is Real Talks. We're keeping it real with some real topics that we think are going to be very applicable to people and keeping it a little bit shorter. Um, but it is an acronym and it stands for something, Mike. It does. We thought just from the previous podcast and obviously what we both you know, do professionally that um, you know, us talking about real estate, asset accumulation and lending, uh, which would be the REAL uh, for Real Talks makes all the sense in the world just to be able to bring you guys as much knowledge and insight as we could possibly provide. So um, you know, going forward, we'll probably do a live stream um, on Saturday mornings, uh, just to get uh, input from from viewers and maybe discuss a topic that uh, you guys like to hear about. Yeah, so we built this video studio here in Mike's basement. Still working out the kinks, but hey, this is going to be our first try at it. And uh, what we would like to do, yeah, is live stream and hopefully get discussions going. So what we want to sort of have is, I guess, the general format here, just to keep things a little bit more streamlined. We're going to talk about one topic that we think is important, that's relevant in the week that we're dealing with. Then we're going to do a little review. Um, this week, for example, we're going to review a local beer here. This is from Foxtown Brewing in Mequon. This is their Flag Day Pale Ale. We're just going to drink it, have a little fun, uh, and chit-chat about it for a minute or two, and then, uh, assuming that we're live streaming, we'll have it open up to discussion so that way if there's any questions coming in on the feed, uh, we'll address those and hopefully get a little bit of a discussion going. So I think with that being said, let's go ahead and get right into our topic we want to discuss today, Mike, which is a huge question that we're being asked right now. It is. And I think it's relevant to, to the past um, you know year or two. So 2020 was obviously a, a pretty interesting one. Um, but in the real estate space, you know, interest rates uh, remained you know, relatively low throughout that year and, and continue to remain relatively low. Um, so the question is, and the topic is, is it cheaper to buy a more expensive house at a lower interest rate or to buy a less expensive house at a higher rate? Right, so we just want to run those numbers to see if you did buy a house two years ago when rates were a little bit higher versus looking at houses now. What does that impact on on your payment? Right, so I, I we think ran it's a really good question. Math to answer this question. I think it's a really good question because you know people are looking at houses. And what I'm hearing from a lot of buyers right now is that they feel like the value isn't there because the prices are so high. You know, hey, I used to be able to, I used to go on Zillow and find houses in West Dallas, for example, for you know 125, 150 grand. Now you got to pay a buck seventy five or two hundred. You know, for right. some of these houses that several years ago may have been you know twenty five thousand or even fifty thousand dollars lower in price. And I think people feel like maybe the value is not there. But we ran some scenarios, and it's actually really interesting. So, I mean, let's hear some of the numbers, Mike. Yeah. So just for an example, I I had a client this weekend that was writing uh, a house uh, out out in Germantown and there there were 19 offers on that house. So for those of you that don't know, right, when there's that many people interested in a property, what does it usually do? It drives the price up, right? Supply and demand. So um, what we did was I looked at at two options. First option is using today's interest rate. So I'm just using a round number of 3%. That's about where, where, where we stand. Um, right now, if you have prime credit, right? Right. With and, and I, I'm not saying you, you know, you're putting 20% down or anything like that. I've ran these this scenarios of putting 5% down. So I'd say a pretty average, you know, average individual average should be able to not attain anything. that interest rate. Exactly. Is what you're saying. Exactly. Sure. So, you know, $250,000 house, okay, and you put 5% down. So 5% of, of two, 250000 is 12500 bucks. So you're actually loaning $237,500. If you were to obtain that loan at a 3% interest rate, your principal and interest payment is $1,001, okay? So 
awesome, right? You got to add property taxes, mortgage insurance, homeowner insurance, all that stuff. But we're just talking about principal and interest and what goes back to actually pay the loan, okay? So that's scenario one, $250,000 purchase. You're roughly going to pay just above $1,000 in principal and interest. Option two is you look at a house that's $220,000. You put the same percent, 5% down, which is eleven grand. So you're loaning $209,000, okay? At a 4.5% interest rate, which if we go back to you know, 2018 and, and we'll, we'll just say you know, two years, that's about what the rate was, if not a little higher. I remember locking interest rates that were you know, 5% or higher at one point. Um, the principal interest payment on that loan of $209,000 is $1,059. So you're loaning less money, and of course, you're paying you know, just over $50 a month more. So to answer the question, realistically, it's actually more affordable for you to buy a home at a higher price point with a lower rate. And that I think the question. And what's interesting about it too is once you have that low rate, that's locked in forever. Correct. Correct. So as your property continues to appreciate, I think that it almost exacerbates that that situation as well because yeah. you didn't shell out as much money to begin with mm-hmm. uh, when you bought the house. And right? it's a compound effect, right? When you have a lower interest rate, more of your payment, that principal and interest portion of your payment, those numbers I just gave you, more of it goes to pay the loan off and less of it is towards interest. Right. Right. So yeah, so you you're gonna build more equity quicker with a lower rate. Exactly. For sure. Um and yeah, so you know, in, in this market, housing prices are a little bit inflated because of the amount of buyer demand. That's not a new story. We talked about this all of 2020. We talked about it. We, we weren't sure how the market was going to play out. We saw it played out. It's still intense. People are still shopping. Snow is on the ground. It's not stopping anybody. Um, but rates are still low. So if, if 2021 is you know the, the year you think, hey, maybe I you know I, I should I should look at buying a house, we we would have to agree with you just based on the simple math that um, with rates this low, it's it's it's. Uh, a great idea. So I think long story short, to answer the question, is it better to buy a property at a higher price, for example, while the rates are low, or is it better to have a lower price, but the interest rates a little bit higher? Uh, it sounds like for the most part, it may be somewhat of a wash, but it may be even more beneficial to get that lower interest rate, even at a higher price. So don't feel bad about the value, guys. I mean, that's the main thing that we are really uh, trying to address here is, you know, as these prices are going up, you know, hey, is the value still there? Is the value still there? Well, if rates are low, I think it just goes to show you the value absolutely is still there. And I mean, geez, uh, you can get uh, basically the same mortgage payment uh, as long as the interest rate stays low and you have more buying power, right? So Absolutely. And, the, and you'll have a, little, a, a lot more to shop from too, right? Usually the higher prices, um, you know, if you go above that 250 market, it seems to be like there are a lot more, at least to start this year, a lot more listings on that end of it yeah. um, that I'm seeing pop up. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting time. We'll see how the rest of this year plays out with rates and we'll obviously keep you posted with, you know, and if anything changes, um, but yeah, that, that, that would be the ultimate answer to the question is, is now is about the best time to obtain the lowest payment on, on, on a higher priced house for sure. All right. So let's move on to our little review here, guys. So we got the Flagdale flag day pale ale rather. From Foxtown Brewing, you know, and I, this uh, brewery is right up the road from my house. You know, I live in Germantown, so I remember when they opened, what was that, uh, November of, I think, like 2019, something like that. It's been about a year and a half. Um, but really cool that they named it Flag Day because I went to high school in Fredonia, Wisconsin, um, and there's a little unincorporated town that's right next to Fredonia. It's called Wapaka, and that's where Flag Day was actually born. We all know where that is. the day. In fact, I'll read the back of the can real quick. So this says, for one, the beer is a bright American pale ale. Bursting with citrus and fruit notes. And then they got a little bit of a history here. It says, there are times to plant your flag and let the world know where you stand. Flag Day Pale Ale is in honor of the nation's first observed flag day, which started in Ozaki County, Wisconsin, 
Nice. Let's get in the spirit and hoist one of each. So, yeah, Flag cool. Day is always cool. There's always a big party up in Wabaka every year during Flag Day. Um, I would say that they celebrate Flag Day uh, more than 4th of July. I mean, that's like their 4th of July up there. So really, really cool. So Foxtown Brewing is really cool. If you guys have never checked it out, it's an unbelievable building. Um, and they, uh, they got some pretty good food, and it's a nice place for sure. So... Some of you that know me on a personal level know that I've been, you know, somewhat of a craft beer drinker for the majority of my adult life. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like a beer connoisseur in the way that, you know, these guys review the beers and see if it's true to style. I mean, when I drink a beer, I just basically say, you know, do I like it or not? And um, <laughs> that's, that's always a good that's I always mean, a good one. Honestly, but All right, cheers. I have had this before and I will say that the citrus thing is very true. So that's awesome. What I like about it, so for people that don't drink a lot of craft beer, but if anybody's interested, I think that this is like one of the best pale ales that you could possibly drink as maybe like a first time uh, craft beer drinker, I guess you could say, because, you know, a lot of times when you have really hoppy pale ales and things like that, they almost have like an oily finish to them, you know, because the hops themselves have oil that... Uh, can come off into the beer, and that's what adds a lot of the flavor, but it also adds a certain texture to it. I think sometimes people find it offensive. This is a very, very crisp beer. That's good. And it almost drinks, like, if, if you're used to drinking lagers, like a Miller Lite or a Bud Light or a Budweiser or whatever, it drinks more similar to that rather than, like, a heavier, thicker yeah, it's not, ale. So it's not heavy, that's that's for sure. The flavor's good, though. I mean, you can definitely get the very good the citrus in there for sure. I want to give it a rating. So when we review beers, I guess I'll just start the precedent here. Like I want to rate it out this, of 100 points, right? So It's like a Dave Portnoy situation. It's right a Dave, yeah. right. This is yeah. the new Dave Portnoy, except yeah. he goes on a scale of 10. Mine's on a scale of 100, so it's totally different. Nothing at all like Barstool <laughs> Sports Pizza all. Reviews. Doesn't, we, we do like them a lot, though. Yeah. Those, 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 those guys are pretty it's cool. It's pretty funny. All right, Frankie. Here's the score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, a lot of people would rate a beer, you know, based on its style or whatever. I'm just going to say overall, 100 being it's the best beer I've ever had in my life, and zero being I got sick from it. Uh, I would give the Flag Day Pale Ale a 77 out of 100 because I think it's in the top 25%. I don't know if it's so good that it's in my top 20% beers I've ever had, but it's just such a good crushable beer. Um, I I would drink Flag Day all the time, and I keep this on stock all the time in my house. So I'm going to give it a 77 out of 100. I couldn't disagree. I'm not going to do a rating. Um, I I like the beer a lot. I would drink it again. That's a very good beer. So that's the review, guys. Um, very cool. Okay, so if we were live streaming, we would open this up to open discussion, but um, really appreciate anybody that tuned in to catch this first episode of Real Talks. We will be back, and we will be back live streaming. So really excited to get a discussion going with everybody, and as we do this, of course, just like what we do with Money Talks, we're going to get better, going to get more streamlined, and hopefully um, be able to bring you guys some really, really good content here in 2021. True statement. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. I'm Austin Cole. I'm Mike Flannery. This has been Real Talks. Catch you next time. Keep it real. (laughs) Love that. (laughs)